0: As we stand here this this morning, so good to have everybody here, all of our visitors. Thank you for coming and being part of our POP family and our worship. We want to encourage you, though, right after the service, pick up your guest bag, and in your guest bag, you'll have a coupon to get something at Uplift Coffee. We encourage you to stick around and give me an opportunity to get to meet you and uh, know you a little better. and Maybe even find out why you came to the Pentecostals of Phoenix. Amen. It's good to have a a friend here, Matt Maddox. God bless him for being here today. Everybody welcome him. God bless you. Amen. i are going to turn to Philippians, the third chapter, and the 13th verse. And as we stand in reverence to the word. It simply reads... Philippians 3.13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Then he simply says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Many of you have a past that perhaps you're not proud of. And with that you have to let some things go that you might be able to build on your future. So today give me an opportunity to preach to you and speak to you on this subject. Don't cry over spilt milk. Don't cry over spilt milk. Lord, we love you. We thank you for a demonstration of your spirit thus far. But now the most important portion of this service is about ready to unfold. And at this point, we're going to put our faith and our trust in you. And we know that this word that shall go forth will not come back void, but God, it will take to its, uh, it will be taken at its purpose and placed within the heart of every individual that is here. So open our hearts today that we might receive it. In the name of Jesus, everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now if you have ever done a Google search you'll know that Google's never wrong. <laughs> so I googled don't cry over spilt milk. And it simply said by definition it is it is no use worrying about unfortunate events which have already happened. Because if you're not careful, you worry about your past, then your past will become your distraction. And your past will become your demise. I want to inform you today that there's nothing of your past that you can change. There is nothing in your past that you can change. But I can change how I view my past. I can allow it to be for me or against me. It can be a weapon in my hands or it can be a weapon taken away from me and used as a weapon against me. So it's no use worrying about a past you cannot change but focus on a future that you have the power to change. That's why it says in Romans 12, 21, Be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In essence, he is saying, don't let what you're going through or what you have been through define your future. You just have to let some things go. (laughs) my little boy Cory was our music director he was only about two and a half three years old and he wanted a glass of milk I'm not sure if it was a wise idea but I said okay go get it for yourself and I didn't realize how determined he really was two and a half years old he Goes into the kitchen, and back then we lived off lived off of Irma Lane, and it was just a small house, and had a linoleum floor. I didn't realize how creative his little mind was until he began to pull out the drawers and use them as steps to get up on the kitchen counter. He stood upon the counter, and I'm like, oh, oh, running over to him, somewhat concerned, and he opens the cabinet, and he pulls out a glass. It was a little more difficult getting down when he had to fumble around with this glass in his hand, but nevertheless, uh, Jesus was with him, and he is able to get down. He puts the glass in the middle of the linoleum floor. And he goes toward the crid, crid, uh, fridge, not the crid, the fridge, and opens the fridge, and in it is a gallon of milk, which was almost bigger than he was. He had to reach, but he's pulling on that milk, and when it finally comes off of the shelf in the refrigerator, it almost goes all the way to the floor, but he grabs it just in time and he's holding on to this gallon of milk and he sits with the cup right between his legs and he finally gets the cap off. And all the while, I'm looking at him like, okay, how is this going to turn out? He begins to pour the milk everywhere as he's trying to sturdy that gallon of milk, he's pouring it on the floor, it's on his in his socks, it's on his clothes, it's all over his legs, it's in, on his hands, and I'm going, oh, 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 Cory, 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 Cory. And finally, when he almost wastes a whole gallon of milk, he looks up at me with this, these eyes of triumph. because there was only about a half an inch of milk in the bottom of the glass and milk was everywhere. But he looked up to me and he showed me what was in the bottom of the glass. And he said, look, daddy. Then I come to realize that what was more important to him was what was in the glass than what he had lost. And now it went to another level because I'm thinking, oh Lord, how are we going to get this thing cleaned up? I, I said to Cory, I said, Corey, you're going to have to help us clean up this mess. And so he went through the protocol. He goes back and goes up the the drawers and back onto the kitchen counter and he takes paper towels and he brings them and he puts them on the milk and he begins to do this. And I'm like, Ugh, this is a mess. This is a mess. This is a mess. But he at least made the attempt. See some see the glass half empty while others see it half full. Some are pessimistic while others are optimistic. Some are negative while others are positive. Some see the milk on the floor while others see the milk in the glass and begin to cry over spilt milk when they need to start looking at what they have left. (laughs) I'm going to preach to someone today so you understand that God has given you a portion today. And he has given you something that is left in your spirit. That he says, if you'll capitalize on those things, I can do more for you than all that you have ever lost. Amen. God is waiting for someone to show up and say, Here, all I have is the grain of a mustard seed. And the Lord says, now I can use you. But unless you're willing to make an attempt,
1: Amen. Somewhere we got to get to the place where we quit worrying about everything that we have lost in our past and start saying, God, I'm going to step up and I'm going to recognize that you have a plan and you have a purpose in my life and I'm going to change my life with the little that I have in the bottom of my glass.
0: talk about it. Abraham and Lot came into a valley and the herdsmen began to argue and they were arguing because there was not enough grazing and grass for them to graze and so with all of the wealth they had finally the herdsmen were fighting and that's when Abraham says to Lot, Lot you take what you want and I'll take the rest. And Lot took the well watered plains of Jordan yet Abraham, all he got was the dirt. Now you're not hearing me. What are you going to do with dirt? I know what some people do. Their life is so messed up and full of dirt until all they know how to do is just throw dirt at people. But all the while, they're just burying their own problems. And for the most part, our lives are all messed up. And at best, we have been proficient at covering up our
1: mess with the dirt. But God's saying, I want to take your dirt and give you an Abraham blessing. That your past is everything to do with your future. Don't get rid of your past. Say, God, I know you had this for a reason, but I'm going to step out in faith and believe that, God, you got a plan for my future. Amen. While churches give up on you, while preachers give up on you, but I will tell you, your family may give up on you, but God will never give up on you. I don't care what kind of past you have. God is still God, and he is faithful. He is faithful. I said, he is faithful. Oh, I wish I had a church that would preach with me. I said, he is faithful.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. We try to cover it up. And then you come to church and people say, I'm okay. That's not true. Everything is all right. No, it's not. I'm happy just the way I am. You lying. I don't need anyone. You're crazy too. Don't talk to me. What? I feel like that little
1: minion. What? Put your shovel away. And quit throwing dirt. Put your shovel away and quit burying yourself. And realize... God is looking for someone to say, look, daddy, look what I got left. I made a mess out of my life, but look, I still have something left. Amen, that's why sometimes you just need to come to the house of God and give him glory. That's sometimes why you just need to come to the house of God and give him a dance. That's why you raise your hands, why I don't have a whole lot to offer. I may not be talented like these on the platform, but I've got a little milk somebody shout hallelujah come on somebody shout hallelujah
0: hallelujah be not deceived in 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter 33rd verse says be not deceived evil communication corrupts good manners be not deceived evil communication corrupts good manners People are not always as they appear to be. Get away from people who, who you who are trying to recruit you, and get away from people you can recruit into, helping you shovel your dirt, because many are simply affected by spilt milk and never see the possibilities of the milk that is left in the glass. They don't see how anything good can come out of this mess. But I like Abraham. He didn't have anything but dirt. He didn't have grass. He didn't have water. He didn't have trees. He just had dirt. There's something about Abraham that we need to learn and that is Abraham knew something could come out of what was left. He knew a country could come out of it called Cain. So a country is going to come out of the dirt. Prosperity or prosperity rather which is a future is going to come out of the dirt and it's going to be like the stars of the heavens.
1: Spiritual seed is going to come out of this dirt and all families of the earth shall be blessed by it.
0: Financial prosperity will come out of this dirt. Don't ever underestimate a messed up
1: life. I honestly believe God will take your mess if you'll just offer it to him and say, look, This is all I have left. I was a drug dealer, but now. I used to lie, cheat, and do things I shouldn't do, but look at it now. I got something left for you, Lord. I don't have a whole lot. I don't have a reputation. But God, all I have left. Am I preaching to anybody today? Am I preaching to anybody today? Am I preaching to anybody today? I don't have a whole lot. But I'm going to mosey on up to the Lord and show him that I've got a little bit left. I'm going to raise my hands on that little bit. I'm going to dance with that little bit. I'm going to shout with that little bit. I don't have much, but God, I know. The one I have left.
0: Amen. We need to suck it up and quit crying about spilt milk. Don't underestimate. Tell you why this church is growing as it is is because we, the people, have also agreed with the Lord that he is no respecter of persons.
1: Then we are no respecter of persons. I don't care what kind of lifestyle you come from. I don't care what you've done in your past. Amen. You just need to offer something to the Lord and say, I'm getting rid of my past and I'm going to offer the little bit of milk I have left.
0: was a man whose life was a mess. He was a liar. Full of lust. Committed adultery with a woman. Murdered that woman's husband. He stole. He was deviant. He wasn't in places where he should
1: have been. He walked walls. He wrecked homes. He abused his power. He used people. And he was full of pride.
0: He took what he wanted when he wanted it. And he made a mess of his life. Dirt! But he didn't sit around and cry about it. Even though he was declared as a man after God's own heart. And he had milk all over the floor. Milk all over his hands and on his feet and all over his clothes. But he still had some milk in the glass. And he offered that to the Lord. And that was King David. King David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew the right, not my spirit, a right spirit. Not a human spirit. Not an idea or ideology that comes. From my own mind, but create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. David knew that all I can count on is what I have left. Some of you have come here today, and all you have is a little portion. You may have even showed up today thinking that this is your last church service and you're going to go and just do your own thing and maybe this is the last straw that's going to break the camel's back. And you came here today, but if this preacher can convince you of anything and if I can somehow speak into your spirit, I am telling you that whatever you have right now, if you give it to God, if you will give it to God, Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost coming on me. The devil's in trouble right now because I feel the anointing coming on your pastor that it's about time we quit making excuses as to
1: why we can't live for God and quit making excuses as to why we can't offer him what little we have left. I am going to, in the power of the name of Jesus, rebuke that spirit right now. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to stand on the Word of God and we're going to establish these things that they shall be... Nay nay and amen.
0: Hey He knew he couldn't clean it up by himself. I looked over my wife when Corey was doing that and said, honey. He's making a bigger mess by trying to clean it up him. I said, he needs, he needs some help. There's two things that happened there. My wife and I also got in there and helped him clean up the mess that he had created. Oh, you got to hear what I'm saying. He needed Mama. And he needed daddy. No, You got to get what I'm saying. He needed mama and he needed daddy. Because you can't do it without the bride. And you can't do it without the dad. That's why we understand that the church is as if it were Mary in typology. Mary is not the one that works the miracle. She just provides the body.
1: So when Mary says, here, Lord, you can use my womb, that's when the Holy Ghost overshadows Mary. Oh, you got to hear what I'm saying, moms. I'm wanting to talk to the bride right now, which is the church, that when we make ourselves available, we may not have much. But what we can offer, God can come and help us clean this mess up.
0: Uh, (laughs) He knew he couldn't clean it up by himself. David knew, I need the help of my Lord. You note in the Bible, David had committed crimes that were much greater than any former king before him. But he understood one thing. He simply knew how to say, I am sorry. I'm sorry, God. Here's what I have left. I tried, God, to be a king with my own might and my own power. And I messed it up. Here's what I have left. And I will say, in our society today, I am sorry it is, is a word rarely heard or even understood in our day. People would rather be right than be sorry, even if they have to sacrifice the truth so that they can be right. That's why this one thing I know about this church and the staff of this church and uh, definitely about me is that I'm not willing to compromise any of those things. I always want to make sure that I'm honest with myself so I can say sorry to God. And that's what this is all about. But you know, David was a man after God's own heart. He was a king of God's people. And because he had faith in what was left, God would make him a keeper of sheep and the power to kill a bear and a lion with his hands and power to kill a giant with a sling and ascend to the throne of God's people. Because he learned as a kid how to simply say, I was sorry, and give what was left over to God. Because he had faith in what was left, he could conquer a battle and bring peace to the temple of God so that his son Solomon could build the temple. He would also create a group of warriors that were known as as, uh, David's mighty men. He had favor with God. He had power with God. He had a relationship with God. And he knew all of this because he understood that God could use what was left. And said, I have made a mess out of my life. And God, I'm sorry, but here it is. This is all I have. God is more about teaching you how to clean up your life than to continue for the mess you have made of your life. When Corey, I didn't really understand this, Brother Hawks, until when Corey started cleaning up and the little uh, half inch of milk that was in the bottom of the glass, I started praising him. Oh, that's awesome, Corey. Daddy's proud of you. And he was just so happy. what would it have been like? What kind of father would I be if I looked at my son and said, bad boy,
1: you mess everything up. You always seem to make a mess in this house. And I'm getting ready to get my belt and I'm
0: going to take you into the broom and I'm going to give you a good lashing. Help me. What kind of father would I be to belittle him What kind of father would he be?
1: If he looked out and he said to you, you deserve, you deserve everything that I give you that
0: is in reference to all the things you have done wrong. So when I discipline you, you deserve it. I'm glad, now I don't know what kind of God you serve, but I know the kind of God I serve, and that's not the way he does it. He says, come unto me all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You don't have to worry. I'll put you back in my arms. You've messed up 10 times. You've messed up 20 times. You've messed up 100 times, and you messed up 70 times in one day, but now you got a new day. I'm going to forgive you, and I'm going to commend you, and I'm going to tell you, son, you're doing a good job.
1: Does anybody hear what this preacher's preaching? Amen. Our God is a loving God, God, God that cares about you a God that wants you to serve him and love him all you gotta do is say God I am sorry and here's what I have left
0: (laughs) because when he made this mess Corey made this mess He had a mama and daddy that was so proud of him for the little amount of milk that was in the glass. (laughs) I need you to understand just because you love someone doesn't mean you agree with them. Just because you take on the spirit of Jesus who was a friend of sinners and there was no greater love than this than a man who would lay down his life for his friend just because you love them doesn't mean you're agreeing with them. Why is that? Because love is the greatest discipline. You sure what I'm talking about? Because you really need to understand love is the greatest discipline. When my little girls, my twin girls, were about 14, 15 years old, There was this young lady that was attending our church. She was a mess, this young lady was. And she said to my daughter, she said, I want to take you out and get you your first beer. Well, first of all, they're only 14, 15 years old. Why are you even having that conversation with a 14 or 15 year old? You're already telling me you're trouble. And she said, what you can do is you can jump out the window and I'll help you get down off the roof and we'll, we'll get in my car and I'm, I'm going to take you. I, I want to be the one. I, she was excited about it. I want to be the one that, that gives you your first taste of liquor. My daughter made this statement. She said, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to lose my mom and dad's trust in me why would I want to do that when I love my mom and dad so much and my mom and dad love me why would I want to do anything to break that love and that trust they have in me to do something I don't even want to do in the first place 15 years old they learned that love was a discipline They learn to say no. Why? Because of love. I'm going to tell you that there is going to be some things in your life that you're going to have to give up and you're going to have to sacrifice. But if it's not for love, you've done it all for the wrong reason, baby. Because you're going to have to say, I forsake some things in my life. And you'll never do that until you fall in love with Jesus. I know this to be a fact because there are certain times my wife will say to me, no, you're, you're not going to wear that suit. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, what's wrong with it? She used to come back like something like this. Well, baby, you look like you just dressed in the dark. You know what I do? change my clothes you want to know why because I love her I didn't have to it's not because it was required she just made it funny and she made it funny because I guess I looked funny but I come to understand that love Love, love, love is when the one you love can ask you to sacrifice some things and you'd be more than happy to do it. I have four kids, two son-in-laws, two daughter-in-laws, four grandbabies, hopefully another ten on the way. Yes, that was, never mind. I love them. I love them. I love them. It's God first, family second. That's the way it works for me. I love them with all of my heart. But I'm going to tell you, my love is so strong for my family, I wouldn't even hesitate to lay my life down and die for them. Some of you need to get what I'm talking about because all you do is argue and feud and fight with your family and you're saying words and cussing them out and on the phone and hanging up on them and I'm like, what are you doing? When you start loving people, then you understand how Jesus Christ can love you and then you realize, here I have it Lord, I'm not perfect Why am I judging everybody else with their imperfections? I'm not perfect here. All I have is a little bit of milk. That's all I have. Oh, I could preach on and on and on today. But I really feel like it's time for you to stand and we're getting ready to take an altar. I don't know who I've been talking to today. But I believe that there's someone that has come to this place and you're about ready to quit and give up. And I'm asking you, if you've got anything left, that you would quickly step out from where you are, make your way down to this altar as quickly as you can, and say, "Here, this is what I'm going to offer you, God. I'm going to give you all that I have. It may be a little, but I'm going to give it back to you. Come on, quick, quick. Don't don't hesitate. If you're going to offer this to the Lord, then give it to Him right now. Give it to Him right now. Give it to Him right now. Give it to Him right now.
1: I don't have a. You are not yeah, 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 yeah. You were forgotten. Come you are not hopeless. Though you have broken, make an innocence attempt. Stolen. Make an attempt. For I hear you whisper underneath your breath. Yes, I hear your SOS. Your SOS. Come on, that's it here it is Lord I don't have a whole lot left I, I don't have a whole lot left sit down on I don't have a whole lot to left to find you in the yeah. middle of the darkest yeah, yeah, yeah. night it's true I will rescue, I will rescue you.